is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode 25, sitting here with the legend Jared Van. What up, world? That was an intro. What's up? That's what happens when you uh, hear your name, but you're on your phone, but you feel like you're supposed to respond because you heard your name. That's what comes out of your mouth. What up, world? So, lesson, pay attention when you're supposed to be on a podcast, or else you're going to hear your name and then just blurt out something and sound like an idiot. Oh, so you were blacked out. You weren't even ready to start. I was, I was looking at my phone, and you know how I am with multitasking. Yep. So I just heard my name. I was like, oh, I guess we're going. So let's do this. Hey, that's happening either way. It's a good intro. Yeah, it's going to happen. How are you doing today? I'm good. Just went to the leadership breakfast this morning, and now we're here. Had to make a little emergency stop on the way home. Wasn't that like emergency, emergency, but yep, I'm now we're here. <laughs> I'm with you. What do you think of the breakfast? It's pretty good. That's the first time I've ever, I ever went, so so here's a qu- I, I don't really know what to expect, but it's pretty good. Here's a question for you. When it comes to like motivational speakers, mm-hmm. where does that have a place in your life? Um, so I like watch, so I'm more of like a TED talk, those type of talks or like yep. storytelling. So why TED talk? Just because I feel like it's more educational as opposed to inspirational. Okay. And I like educational. There, there are times where I'll like need or in the mood for inspirational talk, but most of the time it's educational talks or yep. like people on stage telling stories, which is a lot of what the speaker this morning did. He told a lot of stories, which yeah. I appreciated. But like one of my favorite podcasts slash YouTube channels is Snap Judgment, and it's just people on stage telling stories and yeah that's, that's one of my favorite things so either um i tend to enjoy those or educational videos or educational talks better yeah the guy's name was mark brown mm-hmm. he was kind of a killer I, it made me laugh which once he told the story it made sense that it said on his thing that he was the world champion of public speaking i thought he was just like just being bold yeah but he's he literally won a world championship in public speaking yeah and he was i love that he came out and saying, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Yeah, it caught me super off guard. But I think it set the tone. And it was really interesting. No, I agree with you though. Um, it's it's interesting that you said educational versus inspirational. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get hung up on that when it comes to like their brand and their content. Like, what route do you go? Yeah. And it's- is there a balance? Because I mean, educational can be inspirational. That's like most of the podcasts I listen to. But I don't know. There's something about, like, inspirational talks. Um, I'm trying to think of who, like Tony Robbins. I think they're exciting, but I think I just love practicality. I want something that's like really practical, not just like a feel good. Because mm-hmm. feel good's awesome, and then you get back to work and you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And I want to know when I get punched in the mouth, what I need to do. It's like it's like summer church camps. You, you go. Which we, we talked about summer church camps because before the leadership breakfast, they were playing like all the songs that they played before, uh, like meetings at yep. summer church camp when we were in, in like 2005. So it was kind of a it was nostalgic. It was, it was super nostalgic when we walked in this morning. Um, I feel like it's the same thing with like summer church camps as you go and you're like super inspired for the week and you get back home and you're journaling yeah. every day. Yeah. Doing quiet times. Yeah. And then, like a week later, you're cussing your mom out. Yeah, <laughs> and you're frustrated again. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think especially when it comes to that stuff, I just love something that's sustainable. You know, you can get to that point, 
but I think helping people get, like giving them a glimpse of what it looks like to be a better leader, to be a better husband, better father, but also giving them like the next step. It's tough. And I don't blame him. He, I thought he did an amazing job. Yeah, he did. So I do not, there's nothing against people in that, in that world, but I think there's something about practicality in the next step. And I think that's, I mean, you can take that with business or life. You know, if I told you I'm about to be a dad. So if people told me like what it looks like to be the perfect dad, that would be helpful. But what would also be helpful is like, how do I get there? I, I don't really, I don't know if I know. I mean, I'm probably going to be the perfect dad. I'm, I mean, just pretty sure of that. But um, I'm not. I'm sure that the first time that Ellie does anything, I'm going to have to urge from sweeping the legs and putting an arm bar down, <laughs> you know? Better watch out. She'll reverse that on you. No, probably not. Go ahead and leg bar you. If you teach her young, Did she'll... Did you just know a ter- uh, like a hold? Yeah, I'm preparing for my, my uh, favorite guy's fight this Who, weekend, right? It? No, it's next weekend. Oh, next weekend. Who is it? See, I'm, see, I'm already... Showing off how much I know. What's his name? Brian Ortega. Who's he fighting? He's a prodigy. He's fighting Max Holloway. There we go. Look at me. Look there at me. Go. I'm that's, back. That's going to be an absolute fight card. Yep. I I uh I know I've told you this like 20 times, but I spotted him before any else anybody else spotted him, so I don't know why the USC hasn't hit me up for scouting purposes. Except for me, because I literally told you about no, him no, no, during no, no. the fight. No. You can't take credit. After this guy blows up. I was riding with this guy since his first fight. I'd seen three fights before you. <laughs> you called it, though. That's the first one. That's your one for one at this point. Well, if he wins. I did figure out who, who he looked like, and it bothered me. But Ice Cube's son, I watched straight out of Compton the other day, and he looks like Ice Cube's son. <laughs> you have to you have to like take away his like hair. Like his actual son? Yeah. Okay. But it, it bothered me for the longest time because I was like, "Who does Brian Ortega look like?" And I think that's I think that's who I was thinking of. I'm looking this up, and you might not see the resemblance at all, but I see a resemblance. <laughs> I think his name's O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yep. I mean, kind of. You, you gotta. I couldn't find like a side by side picture. I mean, it's not. That's not far <laughs> off. Is it pretty far off? I mean, Brian Ortega is white though. So that's a little bit of a difference, I think. I don't know. They kind of their face looks alike. I think it's because I'm so used to seeing Ortega with the top knot, with the longer hair. Yeah, you got you got to get past the hair because he has he either has like braids or the top knot. He always has crazy hair. Yeah, you're not wrong, but you're not right. So you say. I have my own opinion, and yours is wrong. Yeah. Well. You're an idiot, so that's just gonna happen. Man, that's like that's like the typical Facebook argument right there. <laughs> it is. You can have your own opinion, but it's wrong. Well, you're an idiot. Yeah, that is true. And that just like kills me. That's that's probably one of the the most frustrating. I get frustrated when like we've had a lot of obviously mass shootings in the last few years, which is a nightmare. But it's amazing to see on a thread, mourning the loss of people, the immediate argument of gun control, and then. I feel like 95% of arguments now, okay, 80 years ago, or way less than that, 50 years ago, I feel like you could have argued anything and put out fake facts, and no one really could check it. You had to go to the library. But like now, you have access to all this information. Everything. You can say something right now, and I can fact check you immediately. But for some reason, people still don't do that. Yeah, I know. They're just arguing, and there's never a fact in there. It's just like something they heard at one point where they're just like, yeah, well... 
wait till I break in your home and shoot you. And you're like, wait a minute. How are we here? Yeah. Dude, it, 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 <clears throat> arguments escalate, escalate so quickly now. It's kind of crazy. Why? What do you think that is? Because everybody has a voice now. Yeah, that's And true. everybody's scared to use a tool called Google to fact check. Yeah. And I think people just, I don't think that, I think facts mean something to people or sources mean something to people when it backs up what they already believe. Oh, yeah. You know, perfect example, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. Yeah. People don't want to look at that. There's nostalgia. There's other things. But, like, you get into an argument with somebody, and, man, they can be like, well, can you prove it? And then you can prove it maybe, or you get close to proving it. And there's like, nah. You, you like, can basically you prove your side of almost any argument. There's going to be an article out there that proves your side. For sure. I think because most things aren't provable. Yeah. You know, it's like it's all a theory. And I think some are probably more right than others. But, man, that's why I kind of want to get rid of Facebook at times. Yeah, that's like all it is now. I know I've said that like probably six times on this podcast. But, like, it seems like every day is there's more and more of it. I know. Do you think at some point more people are going to have jobs that are built around online and, like, content or... I mean, I can't tell you how many people I see a day that are selling an Advocare type product, you know, on Facebook Live. Are more people going to have stay-at-home jobs over the next 10 years than have actually go-to-work jobs? I don't know if you can get that far. Maybe. But I feel like more and more people, they got that platform. Yeah. And now they, and they don't even fully have it. They're just kind of rolling. They'll do anything to get that platform built up. Mm-hmm. That's why I always laugh at people that their whole job is like pranking people. Or doing dumb stuff. And they get paid to do it. They get paid like way more than you and I. That girl that was on Dr. Phil. The Cash Me Outside girl? Yeah. Yep. Yo, she's getting paid. Yep. You and I are over here working an 8 to 5. And she's over here doing, making music. Yep. Well, we, we Gucci we, flip-flops. Which is one of our friends' like favorite song. I still haven't heard the song. I'll play it for you. So it might, it might be a great song and I might be... Just approaching it with a judgmental mind. I feel like it might not be a terrible song, but I think if you would have played that for them in the 90s, like when hip-hop was mm-hmm. was rolling, I feel like that would have never even been played. Like, ever. They would have just been like, what is this? Yeah. But I think you can get away with I think it's all about just if you can get someone's attention. Dude, I was looking at, I was looking at pictures of, like, popular rappers nowadays. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I don't... I, I haven't really, like, listened to any of them, but there's that one guy who just got shot and killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was sad. Yeah. But so I feel like that's every single rapper now. I know. Looks exactly like him. I know, man. It's I think what's interesting is, here's my theory on hip-hop. I don't know how we got here again, but I don't think it's gotten worse. I think more people are just out there. Because mm-hmm. you still have, you still have the Kendricks. And you still have these guys that are making Chance the Rapper, making fire music. Which music that I would... Album. Oh my gosh, it's Soon. been way too long. A Drake came out today. I started listening to it. I'm not, I'm not a huge Drake fan. I'm not, I'm not necessarily either, but he does every once in a while. He has he some gets, catchy songs. I mean, you look like... I, I, I actually love Post Malone. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I guess you put him like in the hip-hop category. But man, I don't know. Like I, I don't think it's gotten worse. I think the artistry's gotten better. I just think the sample size because of the platform of online is so much bigger. Do you have so much more garbage out there yeah. than you ever had? You didn't get to hear the garbage before because it just was passed out on the streets in a CD form. But now 
all you got to do is say something, call somebody out. It's the same the way the UFC works. You just call somebody out, be loud enough, mm-hmm. say the right thing at the right time, and that's what hip hop. That's what music in general is. Yeah, all these dudes are just popping off because of SoundCloud now. Yeah, I mean, Little Dicky's made a career out of making kind of funny humor. He's actually, I think he's actually an incredibly creative and talented human being. And he has some of the best videos ever. He does, but he put all his time into that. And I think that he, I don't know if he makes it in the 90s. I have no idea. No shot at him. I think he's fire. Um, I mean, have you heard the song Freaky Friday? By Little Dicky? Yeah. I, I might have. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know any of his songs by the title. It's literally a song. About him and Chris Brown switching bodies. It's like Freaky Friday. And then they're singing or rapping from the other like as the other person. That's the song. That's a- and it's I you know where I heard it? The one time my aux cord wasn't in my truck. <laughs> it was on a Bluetooth and it was on the radio. I was like, Oh, this is crazy. So yeah, I mean I think that I think that just we're in a time where everybody has a voice. Yep. Which is good and terrible. Yeah. I don't want people to not have a voice. It, it is good that some of these people, like super intelligent people, yep. or just craft craftsmen and women that uh, might not have had a voice can now have a voice. But it's also yep. negative that everybody has a voice. Yep. Some of these crazy people. To get on my conspiracy theory train, I think it does help too with, you know, when you used to write a book and go through a publisher, or you used to put out an album through a a radio station or a record label. I think now eliminating that allows people to actually say what they believe and not be filtered through the political correctness or, so I think it's a good thing. Yeah. But I think that we just get the negative ramifications of like anything else. Like I don't, I don't really, I feel bad about used to gripe about what people, when they post pictures of their food. Mm -hmm. Now I wish they would. I know. I'd rather see that than a pro or against Trump or like it's a nightmare. But then some like, food expert is going to comment or self-proclaimed food expert is going to comment on their food and say, that doesn't look like it's cooked right. This hey, is how you should cook it. Have you ever looked at the screenshots from uh, Gordon Ramsay? No, I haven't. So people will tweet him uh, their food and be like, hey, what do you think of this? And he just destroys them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've seen this. And I think that is amazing. Yeah. And it's fun. usually terrible food, but I think that is absolutely one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I would love to get to that point. Where you can just roast people on Twitter. That's like that's like who you're known for is just roasting people. Well, like, can you imagine if I sent a picture of my food to him and he roasted me? Like, it's an honor. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, it's, yeah, that wasn't a great burger, but thanks for thanks for your time. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, man. I think that we're just we get a lot of great content now. I guess one of the scary things is like everything is recorded. I mean, so how many people slip up now and get in trouble for stuff they never would have? A lot. That's like literally world star hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's just fights that people record and and craziness. Yep. But I still watch it. So maybe I'm part of the problem. No, I mean if it's going to be out there, it's still entertaining to partake in certain in certain pieces of content. Other ones just wear me out. Yeah. It's 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 not even it's usually not even the content. It's the comments. Yeah. Yep. I think it's also hard too because used to like when you go back to public speaking. You're speaking to an audience, right? So you're speaking from a perspective. Hopefully you know their perspective and you're speaking to that. Now everything you say, so that same person who is speaking to a room, that gets recorded put online, well, nobody understands the perspective or the background. And so it's just so easy to take everything out of online, out of 
contacts and just mm-hmm. destroy somebody. Yep. And all it takes is that happen once, and your career's over. Yeah. You've lost it all. Yep. So then, do you just play really safe? Be super politically correct all the time and never say what you believe, which is a, a safer route to grow. Or usually the people grew that fast because they said things outlandish. But it's kind of a catch-22. At some point, it's going to come back. You're going to say something, and you're gone. I feel like you're never going to get in trouble for that. No. I'm Maybe on Twitter. Yeah, I'm completely clean. You might get in trouble on Twitter. I don't have a blemish on my record. Yeah. Next time the Rangers drop the ball, you might. Or the next time somebody says that MJ's better than LeBron. No. See, yeah, I, I, I do. That's like, that's like I do get a little argumentative on Twitter, which I don't ever have. I don't ever like. I usually don't ever reply to anybody's tweets or people usually don't reply to my tweets, but I feel like that's my platform where I can not feel bad about speaking my mind somewhat. Which I think is a good thing. Yeah. It's not hateful. I probably should have set it up under like a burner account. No. So apparently that's the thing to do now. (laughs) I know. I just don't, I, I feel like if it's a good enough thing to tweet, then I want my name attached to it. Yeah. And if it's not good enough and I'm just going to be hateful, then I might as well just log into your account and tweet that. <laughs> I don't. You don't have my login, do you? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. It goes through our servers up here, so I oh, just okay. have pulled it. So through. you just have my logins to everything. Yep. Okay. I don't good. use them a lot. That's good. It's a. It's a good deal. Man, this has been a great podcast. So Are far. we done? No. Oh. We haven't even gotten into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> you ready for this? It's, yeah. So we, the thing that Jared and I have learned this week, through looking at the digital space. First, let me ask you a question. How much do you love getting emails? So if y'all could see my personal email. Which is such a baited question. Like yeah. Clearly, I know the answer. but If y'all could see how many notifications I'll and how many unread emails I have in that thing, it would probably scare you. Yeah. Like I have so many. I Because like my whole personal email, I feel like, is just promotional emails from companies that I like had to either put in my information to buy something from their store yep. or something like that. And now I'll just get tons and tons and tons of emails from them. So if you like send me an email to my personal email, I'm probably not going to see it because I am probably going to assume every single email in there is a promo email. Yeah, which 90% are probably going to be. Yeah. But we started, We what we do is we reverse engineer stuff. So we started looking back like, okay, emails used to be incredibly effective. When people first got emails, I'm sure it was a gold mine. And then as people have, more people have gotten online, had emails for how long have you had your email um the one i use now for a few years but i've had email since junior high maybe i think the one i have now i've had for at least 15 years yeah i've, I've gone through so many different emails i've had like the aol email the yahoo email and i've had like probably six yahoo emails yeah but i've, I've had this mainly because you're just signing up for new subscriptions yeah just trying to get discounts free trials. getting free trials and discounts with different emails but no, I'm trying to just use this one now for everything, and I've had it for uh, a few years. Yeah, my my Yahoo email is a nightmare. Yeah, I've see that's I uh, my Yahoo email is the one I used to log into Facebook because I was, when I yeah. got Facebook, I was that was so probably seven or eight connected. years ago. Yeah, through the Yahoo one, and I never log into. I can't remember the last time I was on Yahoo or logged into Yahoo. You know they that share that. Do what? Like you know they share that information? Oh yeah, deeply. Yeah. I mean, not saying that they would do that, but... They for sure wouldn't. They definitely that's do not, That's not a thing that people do. They definitely don't do that. 
Um, so as we were diving in, we were looking at, uh, and I, I can't remember. I was going to look it up before this podcast, but uh, Facebook Messenger became its own app like three, four, five it's, years ago. It seems, it seems a while ago. And I remember everyone's in uproar about that. It, it was a hassle for the longest time, like having to leave Facebook yep. to read a message. Even and, though, and you missed them. You felt like you didn't, yeah. you didn't know you got one. Yeah. Even though you'd have the notification on the Facebook app and you would click on the notification, it would still, you'd have to switch apps and read the message and do everything in there, which was kind of annoying at the beginning, but now I kind of like it. Yeah, I thought it was. And everyone was furious because it said in there something about tracking you. There was something I think even Facebook and Twitter had in their description, but someone found it, freaked out. People were like, I will never download this app. And I think that's where it worn away. But So what they were doing this whole time was they were building a whole new platform, mm-hmm. which I kind of thought was dumb, honestly, probably until recently. And now it makes a ton more sense. So Facebook Messenger um, has a tons of features for businesses, tons of features. Um from putting stuff on your website for chatbots, all that. But do you think that Facebook Messenger or, you know, DMs of any kind will at some point completely replace uh, email? Personal, like you and I communication, that's already gone, I think, but you and I communication as well as how businesses can communicate with potential and current customers. So I I think as far as like effectiveness, I think they're already there. Like, I think people are a lot more likely to look at a Facebook message than they are to sift through the countless unread emails they have to find an email from you. Um, So I think as far as effectiveness right now, I think it's already there. Um, It's probably not as popularly used, Um, but I think effectively it's... I, w- I think it's better. It's a lot more organized. It's not cluttered. I, I don't think people, um, it's not just satu- saturated with promotional content, yeah. which is the bad thing about email for me is all the advertisements yep. and promotional stuff. So I don't think it's saturated with that. So I think people are more receptive to getting a message from yep. a business and communicating with them that way as opposed to getting like, hey, we're running a 20% off sale right now um, through email. So would you be cool? I don't know how this would work logistically. Would you be cool if, like, uh, as you do an Amazon order? Like, right now I get text updates, which is kind of cool. But would you be cool with them sending you updates via Facebook Messenger? Oh, for sure. Like, over an email? For sure. I would I would prefer that. If, yeah. it, if it was something I wanted to see. What I'd be interested in is because of the way it's set up and being in a message chain, it's not like an email, it feels like it would be way easier to unsubscribe. Uh-huh. Like, when you're done. Like, I don't want to hear from Fox Sports anymore. No, sh- no shout at them. But or ESPN or whoever, I can just get out of it. Yeah. Um, how do you? What apps do you currently use to communicate with people? Um, or, or methods? I don't know if you write letters still or. I don't. Uh, I don't write. Oh, uh, for for like Mother's and Father's Day's gifts, I do. That's like my my goal with gifts is to make my parents cry. So I always write them heart help, heartfelt letters. Um, is that the same one every year? Yeah, I just change a couple yeah, words. I just change a couple words. I, I just have a template that I use: Mother's Day template and Father's Day template. I wish that there was a better way that I could type up my letter and print it in a way that it looked like. Like your handwriting? Yeah. Well, not like my handwriting, <laughs> like good handwriting. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I mean, I use Messenger, um, Instagram, Twitter, just all the all the normal ones. I've used WhatsApp before. 
obviously I like, like I've never communicated with you via Twitter messenger. Yeah. I or anybody. I don't really use the DM feature in Twitter yeah. at all, but Facebook messenger. Yeah. Instagram. I do actually a lot more. Yeah. Um, I didn't ever love Snapchat. I know some people did. It was just kind of a hard way to communicate that quickly for me. Yeah. It was just like, as far as like user experience, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I just felt like it was one of the least user-friendly apps I've ever yeah. used. I just could not figure it out. And maybe that's because I'm getting old. And I think people are still using it for no, sure they, heavily. They are. I saw, I saw somebody using it this morning. But I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting... And maybe we're getting old, man. Maybe. That might be part of the of the gig. I think it's I think it's also that Instagram stories and a direct message on Instagram are basically the same thing and why would I yep. use two separate apps when I can just use one? And I know yep. people there's might be a, a few different features on Snapchat that people like or they're just used to it or they already have a bigger following on that so they want the separate apps, but I think like I don't as far as just like communicating, like I don't want to have to communicate across multiple yeah, yeah. different apps. I know it's different for like businesses and marketing. Yeah, like for you, sure. You need to test them out to see what, work, what works for you. You need to test out all the apps um, and all the platforms to see what works best for you. But as far as like personal communication, like I don't want to, I want to consolidate it to as few apps as possible to for be sure. more organized. How do you keep up with it? Like, yeah. where do I invest my time? Like, do I, because what I was doing for a while, which was an absolute nightmare was I was going through and saying, okay, I'm going to do a Snapchat, and then I'm going to download it, and then I'm going to upload it to Instagram, and then send it over to Facebook or whatever. Like, that just felt like a lot of work. Yeah. Business-wise, I know it's different, like you said. Um, so I feel like if you could utilize Facebook Messenger to connect it and it become your new email, I think it's a game-changer, and I genuinely think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think that'll become a point where you can use it. Facebook does allow you to have the subscription service where you can subscribe to different businesses, but it cannot be promotional. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be business or news. It can't sell anything. And I think that's going to be hard for a lot of small businesses to get into that niche. Because it can't have anything to do with your business, can it? It can't be. Um, so if you have like a new item or something that you want, to let people know about. I think you can maybe do that. Okay. Or maybe that was one of the things you can't, but it can't be like promotional, like, hey, we're running a sale right now. Um, head to the store to check it out. Um, but it can be like updates and stuff, um, depending on what your what your business is. Um, but yeah, it's it's still like useful. It's still, you're still like in front of people. So it's somewhat promotional because yep. you're in front of people, but it's not like pushing a sale or something. So it still feels like a like communication instead of just like, or a two way communication instead of just like a one way communication. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, I think the problem that most businesses have is they try to find the most trafficked highway online and they try to put their billboard up there where I think what they're missing out on is they need to find like the right Avenue, the right streets to get in front of people more often. You know, it's like a, if you were going to treat like digital as like an actual real world landscape, like would it be better to be on the biggest highway with a billboard up or to be on, you know, a tons of cars in the neighborhood you're trying to be that have, you know, your bumpers. I think you just have to try to figure out 
what's the best way. And I think people are getting smarter. I think the BS meter is way higher. And I think people know when you're trying to sell them. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And so, which isn't a bad thing. Like, if you're trying to sell me um, a jet ski, it's probably not going to be great for me. I would like a jet ski, but I'm probably not going to use it a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to sell me... Um, I don't even know I need to be sold. Nothing. You have everything. No, I don't. I do not. Like a Jeep for a while. I looked up Jeep one time, and that sold me pretty quick. But then it's like all the features and you, like all the add-ons. So I don't know. I, I think that people need to dive into this Facebook Messenger platform and invest trying to figure The appointment scheduling sends out reminders. If you're a small business, that's a game changer. That integrate with Google Calendar. Yep. So you can just easily throw those on your calendar once you make an appointment in Messenger. Yeah. There's a, there's like a like a ton of different stuff you can do with it. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Facebook knows that people are getting kind of sick of promotional emails and email in general. And that's yep. why they're doing this whole subscription thing with businesses. But it can't be promotional messages. Yep. So I think, I think Facebook is, I think Facebook knows and like should probably look into it. Yeah, definitely. And it works with Instagram. Mm-hmm. So your Instagram messages and notifications come through. Mm-hmm. So Facebook's building the hub. Yep. One-stop yeah. shop. They are. So, yeah, I don't know. Instagram's a tough way to communicate business-wise with people. But Facebook's not. Facebook gives them direct access to you. And once they've once they've messaged you, you have access to them. Yeah. Which is really an interesting concept. I think the description thing will go up. I think over time they'll make the mistake because of money. Maybe not. Zuckerberg's a G. But I feel like at some point I'm afraid that that promotional stuff's going to leak in. Yeah. Did you know it's going to? Yeah. Well, they they figured out how to use Messenger already and still like get money from it through like r- just running yep. ads that are supposed to um, start conversations. Um, so they're they're kind of getting some ad money from Messenger in that way. And you can also throw just like ads, normal ads in there. Um, but right now they're they're just like pushing conversation starting, which I think is a smart deal. But I, yeah, I think. If they can stay away from just it becoming saturated with promotional content, then it'll be a valuable tool to use. Yeah, I think that I think that you know that there the conversation starting. I think that's what people are missing. Mm-hmm. That's like all it takes is a business. Once, if you can run a, a messenger ad that's meant to just start conversation with people, and they start that conversation with you, you have access to them. Yeah, and I think it's another way to add value. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's these bots come out and it's able to uh, communicate with all the data you've put into it and be able to say, hey, you know, I want to schedule a meeting or what services do you offer? Um, what time do you open? And it just answers that value is easy. It's like I always talk about like right by our office, we have a subway location and I literally eat there at lunch. It's not my favorite place in the world, but they have a drive through that I can just order online and pay. I don't have to get it in my car. I think people will pick convenience and that value over um, having to work extra to get a little bit better product. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that do what you do. And you might be the best, but how many businesses do we look at every day that they are absolutely the best, but they don't make the most revenue? Mm -hmm. Because people don't know or it's difficult to get to them. And so I think you have to constantly be evolving to fit the user's experience, not just 
making the user work to get you. Because you're probably not that good. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. Anytime I have to, like, when I need support for a product and on their website, I have to email for support, that bothers me. Yep. Because I hate having to type out the email. I want to, like, be able to chat right then. Yep. Or, like, having to email to cancel your subscription or something. One of the... Yep. One of the uh, coffee companies that I used to have a uh, subscription with, um, I had to like email them to cancel my subscription. I couldn't just go into my account and cancel the su- subscription, and that bothered me. And they they might do that because they think people just like will put off the email and they'll be able to get a couple more months of subscription out of them. I don't know if that's why they do it, but it's just it's inconvenient. Like I am not a fan of emailing people. Yeah, that's a bad agenda. Yeah. It really is. If that is that, that might not be their agenda, but you know, I mean, it could. You got to think it is though. When you have executives sitting in a boardroom, like weighing numbers and looking at numbers and saying, "How do we make more? How do we do this? You know, how do you, how do you charge for certain things?" I think all that stuff comes down to it. But if you genuinely don't have the user and like like user thought from beginning to end, I think that at some point, whether it shows up or not, it'll reveal itself somehow. And you'll start to lose people. Yeah. I mean, Facebook, how hard is it to contact them? But they don't want you to contact them. Yeah. It's totally different. But I think for most companies, I remember back in the day, Hootsuite, which is a social scheduling app, uh, they they would make you tweet them, which was kind of interesting. But I also didn't really want everybody, I didn't want to tweet it. Yeah. But that was their help desk. Yeah. That's, what, Twitter. that's what Capital One does, which is super sketchy. Like yeah. you, can, you can tweet them for support, but... I feel like it's super sketchy tweeting about account information. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But you can also chat with them, so I just chat with them. Yeah. It was a smart, it's a smart marketing move because then you tweet them, they follow you, you follow Mm -hmm. them, and then you can start direct messaging. Everything's in one place. I'm sure that's great. But I don't know. I think that building that user, you still got to be great at your craft. But if you built the world's greatest user experience, I think you can get away with being a little less good. Um, than your competitor if it, the convenience on the person is so easy. For sure. So, I don't know, man. I think that's the future. We've been talking a lot about the future. <laughs> as long as you don't get in, into your, uh, like, pr- uh, prophesying about the future. It's not a your prophecy, pr- man. Your projections about the future. I'm just I'm just talking out loud of what I think could happen. And I have no idea. I think I think we talked about, what do we talk about? Oh, our, uh, what we thought the future of digital videos was i forgot what i said oh, i said something like live videos yeah um i forgot where i was going with this but i feel like instagram instagram just did something with live videos that was almost what i was saying let's go pull the tape but now i can't remember what, exactly what i said in that episode just take credit for it anyway or maybe it was facebook i think it was facebook and you can like set up the uh the facebook live kits now and the whole oh, like yeah, game yeah. show yep. thing that was pretty close. Yeah, that game show thing is gonna be is gonna be pretty cool. They're open to Facebook Watch too to a lot more content creators, which is gonna be good. Yeah, but I feel like everything we talk about has a centralized theme. Like, I think you have to be authentic, genuine, and think about who you're selling to. Like, not in the way of just like making money, which can work. I mean, if you want to make money. I'm sure you can get it, but building something long-term and sustainable, I think if you have those three things, I think your success rate is going to be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. I think people can sniff it out now. It's not like back in the day, like on Mad Men, you know, when they're doing all the stuff with tobacco and all that. Like I think when you really genuinely think about what's the consumer thinking, what do they need, what's going to provide value, 
because I mean, would you rather, are you willing to wait more now, like 24 hours to get something and not have to go to the store through Amazon? Yes. I know, man. It's weird. Yeah. Because I want it now. If Amazon has it and Walmart has it for the same price, I will get it. Mm-hmm. My problem is I really want to take the time to go, hope it's there, when I know I can just prime it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon's kind of, they're like, there's so many different versions of Amazon. I was on Amazon the other day and they have like Amazon Now, Amazon Fresh, Amazon Pantry, yeah. Amazon Wardrobe. I know. They're just like taking over every I mean, industry. Even the videos. Yeah. And I love that they don't make you pay separate for that. Mm-hmm. That's included in your Prime membership. Yeah. I'll probably forever be a Prime member. But yeah, there's a bunch of benefits. And, and, I, and I just got a Prime credit card. So they've sucked me in for life. Gee, you know you still have to pay that off. I know. Okay. But guess what my credit limit is with that one. I don't know if I should be just saying this right, on either. the podcast. So I shouldn't. I'm going to withhold. <laughs> is it under 10000 Okay. We'll just end that there. I don't know how it's so high, but. Let it roll. One million. One million dollars. <laughs> if that's true, I got a couple businesses I would like to start. I've already started a couple since I got this card. Oh, okay, cool. In two days. Just a reminder, you do have to pay this back. Yeah. Can you guess how many um, unread emails I have right now? How many email notifications I have on my phone right now? 5,382. Way more than that. 12,647. More than double it. 28,045. Close. 27,429. Hey, there's a button on there that says Mark is red. Just do it. You'll feel better. But then I feel like I'm going to mark something. See, the, uh, but you're not going to check it anyway. I still like the slight attachment I have to email is probably more negative than it is positive because I'm just scared to mark it yeah, as all red because then I feel like I'm going to miss something, which but, I'm not going to check it anyways to see if yeah, I was going to say anyway. you're not reading anyway. Mark so, it as red. You'll feel better. Okay. I, I, did, it, I did that last week, uh, which I have three on my phone, uh, three different email accounts connected, and uh, I've already got 2,000. Yeah, just from last week, and I mean, I, and I check my DesignWorks one every day. I, yeah, like I, that's the one I'm always in. I do check my work one. <clears throat> you better, in case you're a, a client listening to this who has emailed me. That might be a bad, a bad deal. Yeah. So summary of this podcast, man. Messenger, we think as a potential takeover. If you're a business owner, jump on that. Figure out different ways to to keep up with it. You've got to respond to people timely. Like that's a must. Have somebody within your company, whether it be a receptionist or the CEO that checks that all the time. And honestly, if you if you're running a business and you're grinding from the beginning, I would say keep I would buy an Apple Watch or something and keep up with it. Because mm-hmm. like right now, you provide a lot of value when someone messages you at nine and you're still up yep. and you hit them right back. I think people are over some of these auto response and then not hearing back from people. Um, invest in Messenger and. Yeah. That's it. I think you have to. I mean, I really do. Provide value to your to your people. And if you can find a creative way to use Messenger to communicate directly with people, then I think you're going to win. Mm-hmm. It's a one-on-one conversation. Yep. That's amazing. And it shows, like, information about the person you're messaging. Yep. If you, have you noticed that? Like, on the side, it shows, like, where they live, high school, job, yep. stuff like that. Social. Yep. Credit limit on their Amazon card. <laughs> it's a good deal. $1 million. Man, I can't wait hey, to... Hey, you want me to take you out to lunch today? I would love that. Let's go to the nicest place in town. Hey, let's stop by Taco Bueno. 
Taco Bueno, here we come. Well, man, happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's going to be a good weekend. Yeah. I'm leaving for Canada next week. Oh, man. We got to do an early podcast then. Yep. We got to do one Monday or Tuesday. Or we could do it over the new Instagram live video. Yep. While you're on a vacation with your wife. Yeah. That's a great idea. You can call me in on the Instagram live video. She would love that. Yeah. She would love for you to take time to she do would. a podcast. Yep. I'm already taking a few... Uh, a few branded products up there to take some some pictures in the Canadian Rockies with. Yeah. If you're in Canada, hit Jared up. Yeah. Tell him where to go. Good luck in Canada, my man. Thank you. I'm excited. All right. Hit us up. Designworks, Logan, Jared. Logan Draper, Jared Van. And we out. <laughs>